Oops. from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing, governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that, that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. And it was told to them. Um, while I was studying for this, I read Pastor Chuck Smith's um, Chris, uh, book on Christmas and what the meaning of Christmas was. And there's something that he said that I thought was pretty, um, pretty uh, profound for today. Or, you know, it's for today as well but he said an incredible thing happened 2000 years ago the birth of jesus changed history forever the gift god sent that night opened prison doors loosened shackles and provided entry into heaven it proved his love for mankind those who understand what happened that long ago night carry a bit of awe with them always but the rest of the world has turned the celebration of christ into nothing more than celebration of self and how true is that with Christmas time, I mean, we get so caught up in, you know, gifts or what, what, could, what, could I, what do I need, what could I get? And then, you know, we just get so caught up in, in ourselves and in um, just selfishness. So we're, I was at Mike's Christmas party last night at the bowling alley, and obviously there's a bar there and this and that. So we were there bowling with the kids, you know, it's Christmas party, and... Um, you know, they're playing Christmas songs. There's so many Christmas songs that we hear in the stores. We hear them, um, you know, just playing in our cars. We hear other people listening to Christmas music. You know, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Silent Night, Joy of the World. Um, but I was, while the kids were bowling and I was just watching, I was hearing the songs. I was hearing, um, you know, it was kind of, it was loud in there, but I could hear the, the words. It was talking about Christ the Savior. And I was like, all these people in here, those people over there that are drinking at the bar, those people over there, who are doing whatever, bowling, having a good time, are they listening? Do they hear the song? 
they hear what's playing in the song or are they just, whatever, it's just a song. You know, we get so caught up in Christmas um, songs, obviously, but do we really realize what these songs are saying? You know, do people understand those good tidings that, are, that was brought by these angels? Um, you know, do we stop and think about, um, you know, on that silent night with the song, do we stop and think about that night and what happened that night? Do we have that joy? They sing joy to the world, but most people that hear that song, a lot of people, a lot of them are depressed or a lot of them are upset or they go to the bar because they're upset and they're angry and they just, they, they want to experience that joy. But do other people have that joy when they hear those songs? Do we, are we experiencing that joy? Because apart from Christ, we, you know, we, we can't experience that joy, that true joy, that, that joy that just, that lasts, that is not for a moment, but is everlasting joy. You know, we see um, driving around the neighborhoods around here. You know, we have Christmas lights up. There's Christmas lights up all over neighborhoods. You know, people drive. You know, we last year we drove to Charleston to go see the lights there. I mean, they're awesome. But do people see these lights and see the light of Christ? Do they see the true light that came into the world that night? I don't think people realize that, and I think people a lot of people miss that. Um, you know, when, when we do celebrate, we put up lights. Why, why do we put up lights? Is it just because they look cool, or is it do we, are we ourselves representing that true light that came into the world that night? You know, he sent, God sent a child that night into Bethlehem, not just, you know, any child. It was his own son. It was God's son who would stand in our place, take our punishment, and pay for our sins. You know, he came to reveal the loving kindness to us to the to the father he came to reveal himself of the father to the father's orphans he came to provide a way of escape for those who are chained to sin he came to take you know the sting out of death and he came to rob the grave of its victory he came to bring peace he came to restore our relationship we were meant to have with the father our creator and within that you know that dirty rough manger, you know, wrapped in that tiny little bundle. You know, I think of my son, he's five months old now, but I just think how, how much he depends on me. You know, he can't feed himself. He can't change his diaper. You know, he, he needs me. And, and he, Christ came as a baby. And in that small child, God sent the answer to all of, all of our needs. We're going to go through some of them here. He sent us an advocate that we weren't alone. He sent us, it's not working, I'll just read it. Okay. He sent us the bread of life, John 6, 35. He sent the living water that we would never thirst again. I don't know why it's doing that. He sent the prince of peace that we would know eternal love. He sent the counselor that we would gain wisdom. He sent the everlasting Father that we would know eternal love. He sent the Good Shepherd that we would have a protector. He sent the light of the world that we wouldn't stumble. He sent the Deliverer that our bondage would end. He sent the Great High Priest that we could approach God. He sent us hope that our despair would finally end. And he sent the truth 
that our blind eyes would be open. He sent us a lamb that our sins would be covered. He sent us a lion that we would be victorious. He sent a savior that death would be gone forever. We weren't created, you know, as mindless robots. We weren't made to have some meaningless, you know, mechanical relationship where he just tells us to love him, we love him. You know, we have, he gave us the capacity of a choice. He gave us um, the choice to love him, to fellowship with him, or to not fellowship, fellowship with him. We can choose. We can choose to fellowship with God. We can choose not to fellowship with him. You know, the choice is ours. We can either pick up our Bible or we can hit next on the Netflix list, right? And um, how convicting it is. From, I was just having another meet the other day. We were watching Netflix. We were watching like a, some kid's show. But we were, we were on it for probably like I think an hour and a half. And you know, it, it, who has Netflix? Anyone have Netflix? Okay, so when you're watching for so long after you don't hit the remote, what pops up on the screen? Are you still there? Because you've been here a long time. So I, it came up, and I was like, oh, my goodness. It's been like an hour and a half. Like, really, should I be watching this still? So it's just so funny. You know, we have a choice to make. Are we going to hit, yes, I'm still here after two and a half hours? Or are we going to be like, okay, that's enough. I should probably, you know, go do something that's meaningful. You know, we have, we have a choice to make. So I want to look at verses um, 9 through 14 again real quick. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before him, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. So these shepherds, they were kind of hanging out in their fields, living out there, watching over the sheep. And an angel of the Lord came. And what did it say about them? They were, great, they were afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel, with the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Those shepherds, you know, the angel showed up, they were greatly afraid. But then let's see what happens in verse 15 and 16. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Verse 16 here um, says something that I found pretty interesting. And they came with haste. They weren't like lollygagging. They were like, let's go. Let's go see what, what just happened. And they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. When the angels appeared to these shepherds on the hillside, you know, they were afraid. But they also had a choice to make. They could listen to what the angels said and just be, were afraid and just decided. And after they left, they could have just went back to the, what they were doing. They could have just went back to their sheep tending, you know, unmoved and unchanged about what the angels said to them. Or they could choose to receive God's gift, which they did. They went with haste. They hurried. They chose to go see. Have any of you guys, you know, it's Christmas time, have any of you ladies ever been, like, super excited to give, like, some special gift to someone, whether it's your husband, your kids, your mom, your dad, whatever. But what do you do when you want to give a special gift? You make sure that the 
the bow is perfect. You make sure that the tag is straight. And you make sure that you know that you have the perfect wrapping paper or the perfect name tag. And you anticipate. You anticipate giving them this gift. But what ha- what would happen if that day comes and your gift was maybe after you know everyone else's gift, so maybe it's a birthday or Christmas, or your gift was pushed to the side and it was forgotten and it was never opened? How sad would you be, right? I think for my like for me, my husband he doesn't really. I give him. I get super excited to give him gifts, and he's just like, "Oh, it's like, okay, whatever." But say if I were giving a gift to Miss K, I know she'd appreciate it. So I'd be sad if she didn't open my gift. But the joy, the joy that you are expecting, um, turned into disappointment. Get, I would be disappointed if someone didn't open my gift, and all your love in that gift that you wrap so perfectly to give to this person, your love just goes unappreciated, unappreciated and rejected. But how much more so when God's children refuse to accept his gift, his son? The expression of his love dwells in Christ. The child Christ the child. And for many people that gift it remains unopened and unaccepted. Yet he waits. He waits for us. He waits for his children to come to him. You know, back in um the beginning of the Bible, Adam in the garden, he made a choice. We all know what that choice was. But sin was brought into the world. Man's fellowship with God was lost. A void was created. A void that yearns, that yearns for a relationship with God. And we all try, especially during, I think, Christmas season when we want family around and we want certain things, we want everything to be perfect, we try and fill that void with whatever, people, things, you know, those of us who don't know Christ, they try to fill it with alcohol, drugs, anything they, they think that would bring them joy. You know, if we, for me sometimes, you know, speaking to myself on this one, we can sit on, who has social media? Anyone have Facebook, social media? We can sit there, and I've done this, and, you know, be scrolling through whatever, and think, you know, if only I had that kind of relationship or if I only had that kind of you know if I only had that kind of house I'd be happy or if I had that kind of car I'd be happy if I had friends like those people have because they're having a blast at that party you know if I only had friends like that I could be happy you know that list goes on for social media and it's you know I think it can be such a um, stumbling block for people you know me included but we look for such acceptance on on how many, you know, comments we get on our pictures or likes we get on our Instagram photos or stuff like that. Um, and we can get so caught up and it can just bring us, um, bring us down. It, it'll, it steals that joy from us because our true joy does not come from things we, we see on the internet or things that we can receive from people. It's what God, what God gave to us that night, that, his gift. This Christmas, you know, a lot of people... We'll be searching. They'll be searching for joy, fulfillment. You know, some of us will think that if we only can create that perfect holiday atmosphere at our house and make sure that we buy and receive the, the you know, those gifts, those perfect gifts that they don't have joy. But, you know, how, how long do those gifts last for? How long does that joy last for? Um, Christmas is only one day. It's one day a year. The newness of those gifts and the 
you know, that Christmas atmosphere, that perfect Christmas dinner. Yeah, those things are, are joyful. And I, you know, I love doing stuff like that. But how long does that joy last for? If we put all our hope into that Christmas dinner, it only lasts for a few hours. You know, that joy will wear off. The newness of those gifts will wear off. That new iPad, that new car, that new house, that new whatever. That newness will only last for so long. Especially with kids, my kids. You know, they'll get a gift for their birthday or something like that. And they'll be super excited about it for 15 minutes. And then it's, you know, tossed to the side. <laughs> you know, that newness only lasts for so long. That joy wears off. But how, how will we celebrate as ladies here together? How will we celebrate this year? Are we going to get you know, caught up in gifts, in the lights, in the noise from the shopping, in the financial pressures of buying gifts, in the chaos? Are we going to get so caught up in that stuff that we forget the real meaning of Christmas? Or are we going to choose joy? Those glad tidings of the Christmas message that the angel brought um, you know, Christ our Savior, God loves us. He wants to bless us. He wants to give us life. And that is abundant. He wants us to give us a life that is abundant and satisfying. In John chapter 10, um, 8 through 12, it speaks of this world and the enemy and that he has come to rob, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I know Mike says that a lot here. I hear him in the nursery sometimes. You know, life more abundantly. That's what he came for. So there's a few questions I want to ask you guys. You don't have to answer, obviously, but where are you today? Where am I today? Where do we stand? Where do we stand this Christmas season? Have we accepted God's gift? Are we walking around joyful? Because we know the Lord. You know, in the beginning, when I started, um, Chuck had said, you know, the, this world has turned celebration of Christ into nothing more than celebration you know, of self? Are we walking around celebrating ourselves? Or are we those people that are in awe of knowing that special gift that came for us? Have we let us transform our lives to be full of hope, joy, and peace? Or are we going to walk away today unchanged, empty, without purpose or hope? So today I urge you ladies to make a cho- to make a choice today are we going to choose joy today or are we going to choice choice that's not a word or are we going to choose to be unchanged empty and without purpose or hope so i hope you choose well today i hope you choose joy today i did put ornaments on your placemats for joy to remember to choose joy so choose well today choose joy let's pray Heavenly Father, thank you so much, and I pray that these ladies would choose joy today, Father. I pray that I would choose joy. I pray that we would choose to walk around not not sad or just kind of walking around and, and not having that light, your light and your joy. I pray that we would choose joy today, Father. We thank you so much for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you ladies have something that you want to have us pray about there are cards in the middle of your table they're kind of sat up there's a basket out there with pens if you want to write a prayer request or anything you want to write anything you want to if you're upset if you're depressed today and you you don't have to put your name on or whatever but if you want to write something down that just says i choose joy today please do so i would love to read that you chose chose choice i keep saying that choose joy i'm like joining chose and joy together please choice joy today thank you ladies 
enjoy the rest of your day. Please stay in fellowship. There's, we are going to do cookie exchange. There are boxes over there. Um, you have to fold the boxes, but um, we are going to do cookie exchange. I'm going to leave that to you, okay, if you want to stand by the cookie table. You are in charge of the cookies. But there are to-go boxes for the cookies if you brought cookies. If you didn't bring cookies and you still want some, I'm sure we can I'm sure we can arrange that. Oh, Jenny says no. She's mean. All right, ladies.